Okay, so welcome to the Flogcast, the Bay 13 Bigfooty podcast for all the flogs and a more irreverent view on the football. I'm Fifey and I'm joined by Paddle Pop from Brisbane, who was quite comprehensively beaten on the weekend by Duckula from West Coast. We are using aliases because Duckula being a West Coast supporter, Brad Scott is out to get him. So, guys, what, what were our thoughts on the first, on that particular game? <sighs> Oh, look, I think it was just good enough to for West Coast to get a win, but um, I know there was nowhere near enough ducking in the game for my liking. And with, with Ashton hands out, it drops the free kick ratio down too fast. So I think Woosh needs to get him back in. Yep. And we need the free kick count up. Jack Darling getting tackled was amusing on the siren too. Oh, fantastic. It, what, that was Redden, wasn't it? Paddle pop. I just walked as soon as the siren went like I normally do when he leaves. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was... Well, I, I'm pretty sure it was. It must have been Redden's first ever game of AFL football because he had no idea that you couldn't tackle a guy lining up for goal. Obviously, yeah. he just fantastic. Yeah, isn't isn't the first thing you're taught to listen to the umpire's whistle and whether he calls play on? Just... Yeah, yeah, he didn't take that into account. Obviously, mm. but well, yeah. he's been up in Brisbane for too long. We're a clueless bunch up here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, you're saying it about yourself. No one's gonna gonna try and deter you from saying that. Obviously. So, what do we think of the other games? Friday night, Essendon-Geelong. Well, um, Geelong were just too good for the drug cheat. It's those, those peptides ran out a bit. They did. I think it what, was about halfway through the third or towards the fourth, they started to wear off, obviously. It was funny to see Heppel go back and take a contested mark, too. I couldn't believe it. Did, did he lay a tackle? I can't remember. I don't know, but he went back with the flight on one. He must have known Corey was coming. Oh, no, yeah, I do remember that, because I remember making a comment to the person at the pub I was with saying that's the first time he's ever felt any body contact, and he was on the ground for a good minute and a half or something. No, it was a great game, though. Awesome. Yeah, game for all their drug cheating and everything, Essendon do play a decent brand of football. Anyway, um, the next game was, yeah, Richmond-Port, which was, you know, happy with that win, getting a win over the power and the bay covers. It's shocking to watch, because the Saturday afternoon team wouldn't leave Koshy alone, which was unfortunate. Pretty standard seven-goal win after a flying start. What was the, what was the crowd like? Because I know when, when they played the Eagles over there, it was like the biggest crowd that they'd had in two years or something. Was it still up there for Port for the Richmond game, or have they all jumped off now that they've dropped a game? Uh, it looked reasonably big. Saturday afternoon crowd, so hard to tell, but afternoon crowds are generally clashing with Sandful games, I think. But yeah, it was pretty good. They were loud when they got into it, but you couldn't hear them because, yeah, they weren't playing good footy for much of the game. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> and the important so what, question, the Cup is still in the trip up. Didn't see him, but as we've discussed, there's no, or has been mentioned on the Bay, there is no KFC within walking distance. As Duckula mentioned, the Bay Covers were out in force, just the two, but they're still there, and long may they survive. Let's hope so, because it's a, a source of a lot of material, let's be honest. Yeah. Okay, um, so we've had a look at Brisbane West Coast, and then there was the Bulldogs North, well... One epic rivalry, that is. Oh, yeah. Do, um, do you know what, it makes me think of, do you, do you guys remember those videos called Bum Fights? It's <laughs> yeah. the first thing that springs to mind whenever I think of North Melbourne Western Bulldogs. It's just, I don't, I don't know why, but I think it's like... Maybe no, that's, a, that's a pretty apt analogy, I'd reckon. <laughs> Melbourne and Gold Coast, um, Paddle Pop was going to tell us about that. Well, um, Gary Ablett's mob was just simply too good for them. Um, is it true that Melbourne got smashed in the intercept mark tally? Yep. No Jack Watts. It's they re- it's the most important stat in football. It's it's starting to show that he's out of the team. Really, you know that these losses, you can it's glaring. Obviously, needs to come back in. Best works from round eight to eleven. Yeah, and he's well, he's the hundred and fifth ranked player in the competition, which is I guess probably the best at Melbourne. Fremantle and Collingwood Duckula. Look, I I don't know if anyone saw. 
Travis um, Cloak's goal kicking, but it was atrocious. It was borderline comical. For someone who's good as he is, it was just horrible. But yeah, it was otherwise it was an amazing game to watch um Frio look like they're actually becoming fairly uh professional, which I don't like to admit. Credit where it's due, they're playing good footy. And Collingwood's losing. Yeah, <laughs> that's fantastic. It, it's it's a um yeah, it's a, a tough one to decide between in all honesty, whether Collingwood lose or Frio win, it's um yeah, it's a win win regardless of the outcome. I have to admit, it was very funny to watch Zach Dawson smash them in the ruck in the last quarter. That was funny, all those clearances getting won by Zach Dawson while Swan sits there, you know, rubbing his belly. Could there be even any more of an indicator that Jolly might be slightly past it, you know, when, when Zach Dawson is, first of all, not letting him dominate the tap, but then picking up the ball on the ground and running away with it, you know? Yeah, Jolly's about as agile as a rock. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, interesting. Yeah, he probably probably moves a little bit slower though than a rock. Let's be yeah, honest. good effort from Frio though. Collingwood is certainly concerning. Yeah, definitely. I I, I had them picked for for um, top of the ladder for me, and shows you my knowledge at the moment at least. But yeah, yeah. they're not doing as good as in, as we thought. But I mean, they've got some some decent amount of injuries going at the moment. But it looks like Ball will be back this weekend, which is huge. Yeah, well, he runs both ways, which they've not been doing. Yeah, I had him picked for yeah. Basically, they're my only certainty for the top four out of everyone. So, yeah, yeah I feel pretty stupid too. In fact, if, if they lose to the Cats this week and the Suns beat the Bulldogs, they, the Suns will sit higher on the ladder after eight rounds. Astonishing. And just for extra fun, if Carlton lose, that situation will be the same as well. So Carlton and Collingwood below the Gold Coast Suns, it could happen. Well, let's keep our fingers crossed, shall we, I think. <laughs> Gold Coast are no longer an easy beat team, though, especially with Gary Ablett. Yeah, well, I, ho- I hope they stay easy beat for a little bit longer because we still need a win over them. Yeah, <laughs> you got to got to put one in the account yet. Yeah, it could be embarrassing if we don't beat them before they come good. But yeah, Hawthorne, Sydney, Hawks were impressive as well, generally across the ground. Swans. Swans don't play the MCG well, apart from that grand final. Richmond beat them quite convincingly there last year, but... It wasn't a big game, so Hawthorne had no reason to choke. Adam Good sliding in. That was very poor form, almost nearly as bad as Paul Roo's defence of it on the couch, which I found laughable that he's well, soccer background and muscle memory. Well, which is which is worse, do you think? Do you think do you think Dermot's attack was based purely on his prolonged anger from last year's result? or I think it may have been, but it's still a valid point. Good's is nearing Chris Judd levels of, you know, those kind of acts that when you been bashed around a lot you kind of resort to like Judd Judd's copped a tag for years and now he sticks his finger in people's eyes and <laughs> good goods goods gets angry so he slides in at people's feet to win the ball because he's obviously thinks he gets a raw deal when he goes in properly but is, is it, that was literally the third or fourth time he's done it now though isn't it yeah it was it, I didn't notice it until Brereton talked about it but yeah there was a big one last year against Port where he slid in with the knees and collected someone in the hip and that was far worse than this this was kind of innocuous so it may have been Dermot seeing what he wanted to see uh, right. but when he raised it yeah it's definitely there just not as obvious yeah um, St. Kilda against Carl Tank, Monday Night Footy. Yeah, what do we what do we think of Monday Night Football? Well, yep. it would be um, a crappy time to attend, but um, being a Lions fan, being a non-Victorian team, I'd love the um, national exposure my team would get. That's, um, I think that's that's probably the, the best part about it, is the national exposure. But for in WA, when it's starting that little bit earlier, for us, you know, those of us that are coming home from work, and I do have a job, despite what you might think about people in Western Australia, um, it starts that again it's the same as um a friday night game where we sometimes we miss out on that little bit at the start 
that's probably the only downside I see to it. But otherwise, I thought it was, um, you know, it's generally a good idea. That uh, really um, big negative is another night of um, Brian Taylor. Ben McAvoy playing just added salt to that wound. Oh, big boy McAvoy. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's atrocious, isn't it? No one should be put through that twice on a weekend. It's amazing that he's still at it when Kelly Underwood got axed for probably being... Yeah. Not as bad. They're both as, both no, as bad true. as each other. But I like the national exposure thing of Monday nights, especially if Carlton play. If they can lose on the national stage, it's good as far as I'm concerned, especially with Jared Waite missing because he can't realise his potential. Well, no, he's, he's realised his potential. It's just that he, he has the potential to be the most suspended player or miss the most games from suspension in his career. I think he's he's slowly ed, you know edging towards that. When he's not suspended, he's injured. So he, I, I remember reading last year on the Bay that he was a theoretical Coleman medal. But, you know, that's just a moral victory, isn't it? That's getting St Kilda territory who weren't. No, it is, yeah. <laughs> it's, who... Let's just dispense with the loser talk, shall we? <laughs> um, but in all honesty, what's what's going on with Mark Murphy? He's not playing great footy, is he? I know that the, the, the whispers is that he was obviously a bit sore last night, but he's had a bit of a quiet year to date. Yeah, he's been good when they've been winning and he's been bad when they've been losing. So could we call him a downhill skier? Can we say that? Well, I think it's just implied with the majority of the Carlton team anyway. But... Yeah. Really, I think, um, I guess maybe it's more of a pointing to that if he's taken out of the game, then, then they lose, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, he's he, he's expected to buck the trend, though, especially now that, you know, Judd's an old man. It's kind yeah, of... Yeah, Judd picking off people behind play, I guess, or pulling on arms, whatever he's doing, and I guess Murphy's got to get the ball himself. We'll move on from that, but with um, Melbourne, what do we think? What do we think of Melbourne and Mark Nielden? Is it, is it still funny, or is it getting a little bit sad? It is funny how um, Demons fans go on about how they hate um, the expansion teams. So it's funny in that respect. Yeah, and then you get and then you get the angry Melbourne guy who's you know possibly the most as oh, along with the KFC boy probably the most deserving of all the flogs on the bay because he's he's the one who's gone and made a goose of himself abusing the players. So he can you know he might be passionate but he can cop his whack I reckon. Definitely. Definitely. Well, were there were there any more games this weekend? That was it, wasn't it? Oh, there was GWS in Adelaide, but did anyone actually watch that? No. No, no, I didn't actually. I don't think anyone in West Sydney did either. Although that did that did produce ten goals for Tom Lynch. So who went, who 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 would be the big other biggest spuds who have kicked ten goals? Or that's like Luke McGuan kicking ten goals. Or you know. didn't David Hale's done it before? Hasn't he? I kicked seven, I think. Mm. There's a Daniel list. Merritt kicked five in the um, quarter, if I recall correctly, against um, GWS. That's just amazing that a bloke can kick ten goals in a game. the The list of current players is, I think, something like Milne, Franklin, Kennedy, Revolt, and. Jonathan Brown and now Tom Lynch. No, he's part of the elite. Yeah, well, you'd think so. Like, I'm surprised the Crow supporters aren't hanging on that. He's technically a better goal kicker than Tex Walker. At the moment, he is. That's for sure. Yeah, but yeah, as I said, that's like Luke McGuan kicking a bag. Like, who else? Just when you think about it, who else could kick a bag against GWS? I reckon if Collingwood played Maxwell forward, he might kick six or seven. It's... I think. For... I think if if Maxwell went forward, he'd he'd want to hope that there wasn't obviously an opponent there because he would he would struggle, you know, not being the third man up, obviously. Oh, but he he'd love it because he knows where all the vacant patches of grass are. Oh uh, yeah, he could find space. He quite finds well. space quite well because mm. that's all he does. But yeah, I can see I could see a lot of players dining out on GWS this year. Like Kyle Reamers kicked eight against the Gold Coast in their first year. Oh, he um, dominated. Well, how, how about Silvani from from Frio? He's he's due to kick a bag. Oh, if he can kick straight. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's. I mean, if, if Lynch can do it, I think Silvani's in with a chance. Actually, speaking of the uh, 
you know, just an impromptu rant here about um the ga- the two games on Saturday night. What what are you, what are your two opinions on the the score being shown down the bottom right hand corner of the other game that's on at the same time? I like it because I don't come back and watch, and it told me that the Collingwood Frio game was far closer than Hawthorne Sydney, and gave me the option to flick over. But I think, I think for people that um, I'm not one of those, I'm in the same boat as you. Like if I'll, I'll choose the game I want to watch, and if the other one seems closer, then I'll flick it. But, I mean, for people that bother to purchase IQ and want to watch all the games, it's a little bit of a you know, smack in the face. Yeah, the, the, mm. should be, it should be red-buttoned. Like, I know, yeah. I saw it on 360, uh, Mark Robinson puts tape on his TV, which doesn't sound like the greatest idea for the, <laughs> protecting the screen and keeping all the sticky crap off it. But, he, yeah, he does it the old-fashioned way and sticks black tape over his screen. I'd be, I'd be willing to... to uh hypothesize that he still has a digital tuner separate to his TV. So it wouldn't be, you know, an issue putting him, putting a piece of paper on his big box set that he's got at home. (laughs) That's that's entirely possible. I'm I'm surprised he doesn't watch it at the pub. But yeah, what do we, back to the fans in the crowd, what do we think of the St Kilda Pope? Personally? Yeah. I think anyone that dresses up as, let's say, you know, a, a, a Catholic figure of power has some, some sort of issue beforehand and that's that's not even addressing the fact that they're getting dressed up to go to the footy yeah. i think there's something entirely separate to it altogether yeah it's like i can expect that from alter rob but i, I was just going to suggest that you know maybe maybe if the secure pope and that freaky cat mascot person got together alter rob would be their their love child perhaps <laughs> yeah i do i think that look i i think it, it's good for for people like us to have a laugh yeah, and, and get some sort of take out of it from the game, but it's the whole Seinfeld face painter thing all over again. It's just taken a little bit too far for me, I think. But you know, in in the scheme of things, I think the St Kilda Pope is somewhere above that crazy cat person, yep. but still below the KFC boy who doesn't get dressed up or anything. He's just become an icon without. Have you, his have you seen his most recent one? He's dressed in the full tiger suit. No, I haven't <laughs> seen that at all, actually. <laughs> yeah, get on the thread. It's in yeah, the, from the Geelong game, dressed in a full tiger suit. KFC boy has to be trolling. So he, he has has to to yeah, he knows now. He's he's he knows the cameras are going to follow him, so he's going to he's getting himself nice and exposed, and he's trolling us. Uh, well done, good, yeah. on, good on the young fella. Well done. He's he's, turn, he's turned a epic thread back on everyone, so that's. Yeah, kudos to him. Spe- speaking of trolling, um, Brad Scott pulling out, going into um, not flying over with the North Melbourne team on the on Brad Scott Avatar Week. Is he trolling the West Coast supporters? Yeah, I, I think it's interesting. What what's going on there? I think he's look look. We we both know that he's the the kind of person that would be sensitive enough to read about himself on the internet. So I think there would be definite possibility that he's googled himself this week he's seen all this obviously this movement going on from the the west coast supporters changing their avatars and um he's maybe thought like oh you know i might have a a bit of a say in this and has decided to give this a go yeah he's awfully sensitive awfully sensitive guy clearly doesn't doesn't mind having a sook without tears, but if he doesn't make the trip over and doesn't coach, it's the threads are full backfire. The he, Brad Scott wins. Oh, yeah, well, you know that's look. I'm sure even if he in in this case, if he wins in air commas, I would say that he he's still going to cry about something. 
Yeah, well, that, that's probably the only win he's going to get, so he will cry over the West Coast North Melbourne result. Don't, don't, look, don't don't put the the mocker on it, please. You know, just, let's just wait for the result. Yeah, the only way to do that is to start a thread about it. Yeah, just tell there'll everyone. Be no, there'll be no blue and white puffs for us. Yeah, the blue and white silks, really. Yeah, um, that would be more appropriate. But yeah, no, honestly, I think that's if we were to have a thread of the week on the bay, that is by far the standout. The one of the North Melbourne Sooks one with all the avatars, both sides playing along, one more than the other, but it's good to see some of the North supporters getting on. Oh yeah, for sure. I think I particularly liked um the uh the one of Dean Cox as yep. the you know the uh, whatever the, you know the ones you see at car dealerships those kind yeah, of squiggly arms. That's it, that's the one, and and so so it is. I mean that's what he, he's even referred to on the the Eagles board as well. So you know like and that's so, good when the banter goes both ways. I think so. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, I think that's all we have to say. Thanks very much to Duckula and Paddle Pop. I'm Fifey, and this was the first Bigfooty Bay 13 vlogcast. Hopefully we'll be back next week. Cheers, guys. See you guys. Bye.